0: Welcome back to another Win Daily show sponsored by WindailySports.com and the Sharp app. Adam, it is Tuesday night. The Mets are still playing. I hope they don't blow another lead like last time that we were on together. But Tuesday afternoon, pretty good slate. We kind of nailed it. Pitching wise, Tuesday night, you were on Lazardo. He had a monster game. Sandoval held up. We got some guys about to start out on the West Coast that we were on, but we're going to look ahead to Wednesday, man. We have an early slate, a big early slate, probably the biggest early slate since opening day, and the aces are back. We got some new aces. We got some old aces. Kershaw is making his debut as well. So, Adam, where does this start, man? I know you nail pitching at winddailysports.com. You basically got us going every single day of the week. This is a monster slate for pitching. It starts up top for the early slate with Max Scherzer against the Phillies. Then you got Nola on the backside of that, and then you got Old Man Adam Wainwright going against Kansas City, priced at eighty seven hundred on DraftKings. So I know that might be interesting for you. So get us through this pitching on the early slate first.
1: Yeah, I think it's it starts up top and it might end up top because as of now. You know, I have Nick Lodolo kind of tagged to do a deeper dive. Uh Prospect for the, the Reds coming up to make his first career start. I have Zach Thompson for the Buccos tagged. He was part of the Jacob Stallings trade that I kind of remember was like moderately interesting profile wise. He's cheap enough to take a look at. But man, past that, like I'm not sure if I'm gonna be too involved with any pitcher priced under Nathan Ivaldi on this you know on the day slate for DK because I'm just not finding anybody that even on the surface looks great. Tristan McKenzie's probably not stretched out. I mean, I guess maybe Kyle Hendricks, Pirates offense is looking pretty bad so far. Uzziah Gray against uh, Atlanta, who woke up tonight. There's just not a ton of options that you're going to feel comfortable with at the bottom. There's guys you can take shots with, but if you're looking for comfort, it's it's solely up at the top.
0: Let me ask you a question. You, You mentioned a name, Kyle Hendricks. Typically not your your strikeout, high strikeout pitcher. He goes out, you know, first game of the year for, for the Cubbies, 7Ks against Milwaukee, pretty impressive. He's cheap. He's too cheap for a matchup against, you know, the Pirates, nothing against your Pirates here, but at 6,600, does he become a nice little pairing with somebody up top or, or Wainwright in that mid-range?
1: I would bet he'll probably be fairly chalky uh, just because of the matchup. He uh, Hendricks threw 83 pitches first time out. So, you know, his arm is ready to go, uh, where some other pitchers are kind of still, you know, a little bit questionable on how far they can go in that second turn. Um, I don't expect seven Ks again, but knowing he threw 83 pitches, he might be able to get through seven at the rate this Pirates offense is hitting so far.
0: Yeah, I like that call. I like the Evaldi call as well. I think both of them have some upside here. And if you're looking at Vegas, we don't have props up as of yet. But the Boston Tigers game has an over-under of eight. And that Pirates-Cubs game has an over-under eight and a half. And then you got Scherzer versus Nola. A little surprised. I don't know if it's my Mets bias or what. But the Phillies are favored here slightly, minus 130. What's your thoughts here? Who gets the better half? Um, Is it Scherzer against the Phillies lineup, or is it Nola against the Mets lineup?
1: I mean, it, it's probably going to be Scherzer, and I'm going to admit to some bias here because I can't stand Aaron Nola. He's just one of those dudes that always does me wrong no matter what what I end up doing with him. Um, you know, I pitched a lot more of him on opening day just because we got word that Shane Bieber was probably only going to pitch about 65 pitches. So I got off of Bieber a lot, so it still paid off. I mean, Nola scored 20.5. But like he illustrated perfectly, why he drives me up a wall. He cruised for six innings and then went back out there for the seventh. Gets tagged for three runs, and all of a sudden the great start is just you know it's a really good one and he got the win. If you don't get that win, you're looking at sixteen DK for almost almost ten thousand dollars. That's not going to leave you all that satisfied very often. And
0: I saw all the Phillies fans blaming Joe Girardi, not Nola, blaming Joe Girardi for leaving Nola out there for that last inning. Evaldi, interesting, too. You know, he had a a decent first start, 7Ks, way tougher matchup. You know, he let up two home runs. That's where his earned runs pretty much came from. But 7Ks in five innings on the road against the Yankees, way softer lineup with Detroit. So I think between him and Hendricks, that's where I'll probably go in that you know that mid range if I don't go to Wayne right now, right, I don't know how this guy is still pitching at this caliber, man. Like I give him all the credit in the world. Kind of like a Maddox type where he just keeps on going and going and going. Over under eight and a half. Cardinals are going to be a really good team throughout the year, man. I think like from a stacking perspective, they're always going to be in play. That lineup is deep, one through six got power. They get on base, they steal bases, so. I think Wainwright is in line for another win, man. Minus one hundred and sixty. One of the bigger favorites, um, Kershaw and the Dodgers are minus one hundred and seventy. But we don't really know what to expect from Kershaw. We we probably know what we can expect from Chris Paddock. Disappointing, you know, disappointing start. He kind of got dumped on Minnesota. Left San Diego. Didn't work out on that side of things. But I do think um, if Wainwright, I'm seeing a little conflicting. You know, DraftKings Sportsbook, this is this is DraftKings again, and we gotta confirm right now if Wainwright's going, because I see DraftKings Sportsbook has Jordan Hicks pitching, and then DraftKings, the actual fantasy outlet, has Wainwright growing here. Do we know if Wainwright got pushed back uh, um due to that, you know, rain delay or, or postponement
1: the other day? Yeah, you know what, they might have because they're trying to stretch Jordan Hicks out to be a starter. So they might just wind up pushing Wayne right back the day just so they can keep on their five-man rotation. Because I know Hicks was only supposed to throw about 45 pitches. But, you know, if you give him another day off, like it's just even tougher to get him stretched out. Um, I'm pretty sure he was kind of still still being babied from an injury. He, he's definitely had some some issues over these past couple of years. So it actually wouldn't surprise me if Hicks starts. I know uh, when he was supposed to pitch what would have been today, he was only going to be limited to 45. So you know, if Aaron Hicks is, I'm trying to remove the starters now because I want to see how much he is. I think you called him Aaron. Hicks. Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks is only Aaron. 4K. If he starts, I mean, 4K pitchers on on DK, like even at 50 pitches, they're still interesting because you have a guy like Hicks that can throw 100. He can he can you know get swings and misses. I mean, you're talking four thousand dollars. There's, there's how many hitters more expensive than this guy?
0: Here, here's the funny part. We we keep on ragging on DraftKings every time. So I think we just found out that they have two different data providers. Like if the sports books have, you know, Hicks, and and Fantasy has Wainwright. Something is up with DraftKings, man. I got to make a call because it's starting to bother me with the with these these pricing modules or algorithms that they're working with. Now their data is all messed up. So. I know there was a postponement earlier this week, so that could have threw, threw a couple things off here, but kind of weird that they went ahead and did that. But if it's Wainwright, I, I like him a lot. If it's Hicks, I'd ha, you know, at 4K, it becomes like, you know, a good punt if you need the salary. Now, looking at lineups, man, what do you make? I, I got to ask you before I ask you a real question. What do you make of the Cleveland Guardians lineup? Is it a good lineup? Is it a great lineup? It's been cashing and making people money. Our guy at the Sharp app, you know, me and you played the early slate. I was in like 10th place in, in one of the tournaments. And then our guy Statsational from the Sharp app. He ended up taking down first place for 25K this afternoon um, due to Cleveland. He had he had all the pieces of Cleveland. And then he had somebody on Cincinnati who came through in the last at-bat last and got him over the hump there. So a big shout out to him. Make sure you go download the Sharp app as well for all your sports betting needs. But what do you what do you make of this Cleveland lineup at this point?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're they're hitting well to start the year. And this is a team that was kind of just mid-pack against lefties. Um, but you're talking about a rookie. Like we, you know, we played a rookie today. We played Matt Brash. He he turned out to be Great. the highest scoring pitcher on the slate. Great call, and, man, man. Like I was initially
0: last night when we were talking, I was stacking the White Sox, but by the time you talk to me this morning, I'm like, okay, this makes a lot of sense. And you just showed me that highlight. I'm like, this guy looks like he's just going to run through these these righties here, and he ended up doing it. So a great call on that one, man.
1: Yeah, we, we were able to hit his K prop during the day as well because it wasn't up when we talked last night. And we hit it for plus 130, so it was a really nice return. I mean, that, nice. that kid's got some evil stuff, and <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, going to be crazy. fun to play this year. <laughs> but, you know, I, I haven't done the same deep dive on Lodolo yet. That's a dangerous spot, man. You know, Jose Ramirez, Framo Reyes, who really hasn't even gotten going yet. Rosario, like, there's there's some righty bats here that could really give him fits. Oscar Mercado, still under three K, um, has two. He hasn't done much other than two big hits, but he's got he's got two big hits already this year. Owen Miller twenty one hundred. These guys are still really cheap. I don't think they're going to perform at this level but you're not paying very much. You you can still afford the bigger bats with these guys.
0: What I like about it the most, man, like without knowing much about, you know, the rookie Cincinnati, man, great American small park. Like yeah. it's getting hotter on the East coast too. So these balls are going to carry day game. Hopefully, you know, things go that direction. The over under highest of the slate right now at 10, this might go up. McKenzie's pitching on the backside. McKenzie could be great, or he can implode at any time. So this could be a game stack where you, where you load up on a couple of Cincinnati Reds. It worked out today. Uh, Forever did that because it was a late, a late run by Cincinnati, but a lot of Cleveland late as well. So that could be one of the better spots here. Outside of you know this Cleveland Cincinnati game, nothing is really jumping off the page in this early slate. But we do have Zach Granke going for the Royals here. You could go back to the Cardinals you can go to the Dodgers against Chris Paddock which I would have to assume Paddock is going to be on a pitch count here he's not going to be out there for too long what other teams are you looking at from a stack perspective in this early slate
1: uh probably looking at Boston uh they're you know they're against the lefty Eduardo Rodriguez I think a lot of guys know know this guy really well considering you know revenge the past couple years um and, you know, it, it's one of those things, there's, I don't necessarily want to say history, but it always seems like the guys who caught these pitchers, they, you know, they they know the pitch counts, they know all this stuff better than any other player on the team. So, like, a Christian Arroyo, if he's in the lineup, you know, you, you don't really know, because Boston played during the day, so they didn't really play, like, the night-day swing they played in the afternoon today. But if, you know, depending on who's catching, like, that's interesting, J.D. Martinez is affordable. Trevor Story's is kind of day-to-day right now. Um, he's, they're saying he's probably out again Wednesday, so we'll have to leave him out. But you still have Xander Bogarts. You have Kiki Hernandez. You, you've definitely got some bats in this lineup that will still look appealing.
0: Yeah, I think that's a pretty good call there. There's some revenge on both sides. So it becomes an interesting little game there between Boston and Detroit. Now, Chris Paddock, man, this guy, I thought he was a real deal. You know, that first year coming up for San Diego, I thought this guy's going to be like one of the next top arms. But just didn't work out after that first year, just down season after down season. Then he gets dumped to Minnesota. What's your thoughts? The Dodgers haven't really broke a slate yet. You know, they've had a couple decent games, but nothing, you know, too out of an ordinary where you needed a Dodger stack. They have power from the left side. They got power from the right side. They are affordable. And they're probably going to be popular going into the slate as well. They've been disappointing. They disappointed in Cores most of that series. What's your thoughts here on the Dodgers? Is it a team that you need to get pieces of going into the slate, or can you continue fading the Dodgers and making money?
1: I mean, you you, you don't necessarily want to continue fading Dodgers because it's always going to be scary. And it's kind of interesting because Paddock, which reverse splits pretty heavily last year, uh, threw about fifty innings to each side. There's a 381 woba, 325 average, and uh, only a 22% K rate to the right side of the plate. Now his xFIPs were way better than his ERAs. His xFIP to the right side is only 3.77. So I'm gonna be interested to kind of take a uh, take a look and see like kind of where the disconnect was. But this is still the Dodgers. Like this is still a top five lineup in baseball. Just because they haven't got going yet doesn't mean you know really anything for that next day. So they're definitely a team you're gonna to have to consider.
0: Let me ask you a kind of crazy question. You tell me if I'm crazy or I might be on to something here. Buxton's been hot. These twins have been scoring a couple runs here. Any he love to to try to go against the big name in Kershaw, who, you know, it's his first start of the season, kind of been up and down here. He's not gonna go. None of these Dodgers starters have gone more than like 60, 70 pitches from what I remember so far. So you're going to have a bullpen game out of the Dodgers as well. Any love for for some twins here and a potential mini stack or a one-off here with Buxton or Correa?
1: So I just saw uh, – I found Kershaw pitched a simulated game. He pitched 75 pitches. And he pitched five innings. Yeah. So, you know, probably around 80, I would I would guess, this is his max simulated game is a lot different than, you know, an actual real-life major league hitter. I think if you're gonna go any twins, I think you probably just leave it at the higher end guys because there's still some strikeouts in this lineup. Um, like maybe you can punt with Gary Sanchez, but past that, it's probably like Buxton, maybe a Carlos Correa, and that might be about about it. Because like if you look at shortstop, it's Turner, Correa, Bogarts up top, and then it's kind of like okay, there there's just some guys. There's not anybody that jumps out at me right away that says, oh, man, I got to have them. So it's either probably up top or, you know, if you get a, a daylight game, you can use a wraparound stack or something uh, on the back end for cheap.
0: So let me ask you one other strategy question. You, you put together, you know, DFS lineups every single day. You, you know, you put together articles every day. You're helping everybody out in Discord. Do you like playing a team after a big game, after they kind of, these bats woke up? Or are you more prone to fade? a team like the Atlanta Braves. The Braves have been quiet. They've been quiet all season. They broke out on Tuesday night. Now they get gray. Now they're at home. Now they get a day slate. You know, it should be hot down in Atlanta. First game of the slate, you know, you have Rosario Olsen. Riley's been kind of cold. Duvall's been kind of cold. The back half of this line has been kind of cold, but they woke up tonight. Do you, do you use that as the start of a trend, or are you going to, take that recency bias out and when people jump on the Braves after a good game, are you going to step away?
1: You know, it, it all depends on what the matchups and everything look like. I'm a big, the day before has no bearing on the next day. Um, you know, Zaya Gray through his MLB career so far, it's just not been a good pitcher by pretty much any metric. So it's another great spot for the Braves. So that, that weighs more for me than anything else.
0: No, it makes a lot of sense. And Mets, you know, they hit him up, you know, in this first game, four innings pitch, eight hits allowed, four earned runs, a home run, two walks. You k'd a couple of bats, five Ks. But like you said, this might be another spot for the Braves. Now we got a weird slate. You got like this little mini slate. It might be part of a FanDuel Express slate. But I know you wanted to talk about your boy Valdez. And what I want to ask you before you talk about him, before we see the props tomorrow, what number would you have to see to hammer the over here on Valdez? What do you think the prop's going to be, and what do you want it to be, and what do you think he's going to project out as far as K's in a nice matchup against the D-backs?
1: So that's the thing. It, you know, It is a great matchup against the D-backs. Um, if you're over on Fandle, he's on the main slate. And the one thing is, he's $1,000 cheaper than Scherzer. is not an easy spot. Philly's definitely got some bats that could be dangerous and the one thing like it's only one start and you know you don't want to take a whole lot from just one start for any pitcher but with somebody like Scherzer who has had so many miles on the on his arm like you're always on the lookout for that first red flag to be like uh oh you know what's going on he did not get nice. he did not get a swing and miss on his fastball in the first start that's be, really be nice weird though. Play. I don't
0: want I don't want to hear injuries. You can say he might have a rough start. I don't want to hear <laughs> any more injuries, please.
1: You just like it's weird that Max Scherzer pitches a game even on 80 pitches and does not get a swing and miss on the fastball. His slider was still great. When he, you know, he only really throws it to the righties. Um, Philly should be mostly righty heavy. That's a really good sign for him. But if you want that extra thousand man, Framber Valdez looked awesome against the Angels. They have a lot more talent in that lineup than Arizona does. I kind of assume the strikeout prop will be at five and a half. As long as there's not heavy juice on it, I'm going over.
0: All right. We've been hitting these K props. Unfortunately, we can't give them out in the show because we do this show the night before. But they're in Discord every single day. I throw a couple out there. Our guy Adam will throw a couple out there. We got stuff going on in golf and NBA as well. So make sure you check us out at windailysports.com. Hop in our Discord expert chat. You can find it in the show notes. You can find it on the website. You can also sign up for a free week to the website. Just use promo code radio. Use our lineup optimizer. Use our projection model. Our man, Ghost, has been crushing it in NBA. He also runs our MLB model. And before you know it, football is right around the corner as well. We've got a big golf tournament. Um, later this week where our guys going to be talking golf for the next 2 days so make sure you check all that out at winddailysports.com. Now 6:40 slate on DraftKings, four gamer, our guy mcclanahan paid off big time last time around, he was mispriced. I'm guessing it's DraftKings, so he'll probably oh yep, he's mispriced again. 7500 and then you got Burns who got lit up man like i don't know how he got lit up by by the cubbies but only four k's three earned runs let up a home run three walks started off terribly the only thing that was good he threw 83 pitches like i was happy about that so he should right. be stretched out here where if he has a good game he's going against baltimore um he had an easy easy draw in his first game i thought as well you know with chicago and i think the wind was even blowing in here and he still blew that game. So. Burns, 9,600. And you also got Robbie Ray, man. So you have Burns, Robbie Way, and Garrett Cole is number three against Toronto. Barreos, Barreos, man. Like, do we even want to talk about this guy? Like, he oh. – I cashed with him, I think, that night. I did too. And
1: I, I hit it, cash with a with – a And neck. he had negative
0: <laughs> 10.9 on DraftKings. So, like, it's all the people who burned you. And then there's McClanahan – who if you played him, I think he was on the second day and he was severely mispriced, he paid out. He's going against Oakland, which I would say is probably the second best matchup on the board. You got Burns versus Baltimore, which is, I would say, A or A-plus matchup. Robbie Way versus the White Sox is tough. Cole versus the Blue Jays tough. Barrios versus the Yankees tough. McClanahan versus Oakland seems like a good spot. How do you rate these top five in the late slate, four-game slate? So you want to get a little bit different, but just on a raw projection first, how do you rate these guys out on raw points?
1: Yeah, it's it's McClanahan. I mean, in raw points, you're probably still going to go with Burns in the bounce-back spot. I, you know, I'm not ready to be like, okay, sound the alarm bells here. Uh, I know he did get lit up in spring. It was cold. It was nasty in Chicago. Maybe he just couldn't grip the ball real well. Um, I'm kind of interested to see what he said after the game, if he highlighted any any specific issue or anything uh, that could be taken forward. But when you're looking at this, man, McClanahan really just stands out. And not only because he's 7,500, not only because he struck out seven hitters in just four and a third under 70 pitches, it's the fact that the Tampa Bay Rays lost Luis Patino 13 pitches in yesterday. Had to lean on the bullpen for most of the game. Brett Phillips was out here pitching as a position player towards the end of the night. You see that catchy, you, man? You see that catchy man, <laughs> man and That shoe is hilarious. <laughs> and then again, today, um, you know, I don't think they got any length. I'll have to double-check that. But, like, they, they've been depleting their arms early. I think they're going to ask McClanahan to go about as deep as he can go. So, I think we're looking at, towards 85, maybe even 90 if things are going well. I mean, Oakland – I know that they, they've kind of gone off here these past couple of slates against the bullpen, but like McClanahan just looked looked good right off the hop, like we kind of expected. 7,500 is way too cheap. And then after that, it's Burns, it's Barrios, Ray, and then Cole, I think.
0: Going back oh. to Barrios versus the Yankees, man. That, that one, I think I'm gonna, I can see the strikeouts come, but it, it worries me. I don't even know if I want to play around with it. I think I might just lock McClanahan and Burns and call it's, it a day. It's tough.
1: it's tough to not just want to do that.
0: Yeah, like that's like optimal. I think most people will do that. So if you want to come off that, I get it. Um, I guess, you know, after seeing what Brash did to Chicago, Robbie Ray yeah. is still, you know, I, I think I'd rather go there, even though I don't really want to target. Chicago with the lefty, like I'd rather that, target him with a righty.
1: That's the thing, so, man. Chicago's just death for lefties. <laughs> I mean, don't Warwick get me wrong, Robbie from? Ray's fantastic, but that yeah. it, that lineup is one of the most lethal against lefties in baseball. And I don't think it's going to change much this year. And the other thing, too, yeah. again, I haven't looked deep yet, but four walks to five strikeouts for Ray. That's a little scary with his history. Yeah, lucky man- he, he managed to go deep. I, he went seven innings. He threw ninety six pitches. With that, that's great. Ninety six pitches in the first first turn is like gold.
0: If if you told me that Robbie were, Robbie Ray would win a Cy Young, I would probably bet <laughs> a lot of money against that. Like because he nope. was always that guy who would just walk everybody, and sh- he'd either walk you or strike you out, and then give a home run, like a three run home run mixed in there, and it just would never work out. But look, man he he crushed again. You know, in his first start, seven innings. 5Ks, his pitch count was 96. It's a really tough matchup. I think Optimal definitely says Burns, McClanahan, called a today on DraftKings, but I'd probably lean Robbie Ray just for that that pedigree that he's a better, more consistent pitcher at this point in his career than Garrett Cole and Barrios. Um, if you want to get cute, I just got a question for you, man. If you want to get cute, anything out there, I don't think you have to, but any love out there for maybe John Means against Milwaukee at all? A little bit? I don't. I don't hate that idea.
1: Um, I don't think we need to, but like. But like, maybe? if you're playing three max or something, he did have five strikeouts. Again, he went eighty-four pitches. I think the Rays are a tougher lineup than the Brewers. I know the Brewers are a good lineup, especially against lefties. It's not an easy spot for him by any stretch. But six thousand dollars for Means is you. You can work around that. And the thing is, like, he didn't pitch horribly against the Rays. I mean, he, yeah. he walked out of that only giving up one run in four innings. That's not bad. He just gave up a bunch of hits. And, and he figured things
0: out last year, too. Like, last year, he did figure things out. And he got better. He was a prospect at one time and just kind of fell off. Who's your favorite stack for the late slate, though? There, there's not many games. you got to get different. If you got to rate these stacks out, who do you want to go at first?
1: I'm going at uh, Dallas Keuchel first because until he tells me to stop, i you know there's no reason not to. Um, Keuchel was just awful last year. I I think if it wasn't for some injuries with the Chicago pitching, he probably wouldn't even be in the rotation right now. Um, I don't I don't know how he's possibly earned that at this point, <laughs> but you know he'll try and eat some innings for him. He's not a good pitcher anymore. <sighs> After that. Um, These are all I don't I don't think this is a slate where you're gonna stack up five five hitters from any team. I think this is a good slate to go like 3-3-2, maybe 4-4, you know, something like that, because I don't necessarily see any lineup being worthwhile to stack up the majority of their lineup.
0: Listen, if you go Burns and McClanahan, say we're calling that the optimal pitching stack, I think that allows you to take a shot on a couple righties from Chicago. I think Cole is is hittable at this point of his career. And I think Berrios is also hittable here too. So I think you mix and match, like you said, you don't need a full game stack and understand that none of these pitches are really stretched out. So even if Cole or Berrios or Ray are hot early, you can still get the White Sox against, you know, their bullpen. You can still get Toronto and New York, the three you know, I would say the three best lineups late. And then you can mix and match some other pieces. Seattle, look, I want to go against Keiko. Just Seattle's kind of depressing to stack because, like, who do you really want? Like, I tried it in the early slate. I'm like, all right, it's the best matchup on the board. Let me get some – Let me. Who, who do you really want here? It's like the only guy I didn't play <laughs> that I thought was kind of, you know, off to a bad start. I think he was, like, one for 12 was Junio Suarez and he hits a home run has a two for four day. So maybe you go Suarez versus Keiko. That makes a lot of sense. And you mix and match some other Seattle bats. Go with Haniger. But like this Seattle lineup, like I said it last time, man. I don't know how they won so many games last year. I don't know how they're going to win so many games this year. But let's skip right to it, man. Give me your home run calls. Give me one for the early slate. Give me one for the late slate. And then give me your gas can which pitcher in the entire slate is gonna get hit up the most, or what team do you think is gonna go out there and score the most runs in the entire slate?
1: Yeah, for the for the um the late slate since that's the one I'm still on, uh we'll go with we'll go with Mitch Haniger. Uh I go. still think Keiko is is the gas can on that slate almost by default, because I, I think that slate's pretty loaded. It's kind of a shame we we don't have uh like the a mix of those pitchers because we don't have a ton of, like, secondary options uh, on the early slate. As far as that slate goes, um, I think the gas can is going to be Lodolo. You know, I know he's a highly regarded prospect. I think this is a tougher spot at home against a lineup that's hitting well. And we'll go with Framo Reyes to get off the schneid and crank one out.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely going to stay with Cleveland with you. Look, the easy call is probably Jose Ramirez again. I like the 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 Reyes call. Um, I want to go someone in this game. Let's try to be sneaky. Let's go Oscar Mercado, uh, top prospect prospect from years ago. He's starting to heat up a little bit. Great American small park. Let's go with that Cleveland slack early for the late game. I'm gonna attack Barrios. I like his I like his game, man. I like his stuff. Uh shaky start in the first one. I'm gonna go with let's go with Aaron judge righty righty damage let's see if he can go out there and do his thing I tried doing the Stanton call on um, the day prior I don't know if he hit a home run yet but that's gonna be my call I do like your Seattle uh, call with Haniger. I think Suarez can get one out there too as far as my my gas can for the entire site I won't steal your thunder and, and go with um, Lodolo which I think is a good call. I'll go with Gray. I think the Braves can go yep. out there and get to Gray. Probably the, the second best hitting environment outside of Cincinnati, you know, against Lodolo. So I think Gray's going to get touched up. Atlanta's going to go out there and put up some runs. Olsen's starting to wake up. So that's probably my second favorite stack of the slate. Anything else that we're looking at before we head out here, Adam?
1: Uh, no, we just want Alex Wood to get three more strikeouts and we'll have a really – or not Alex Wood, I'm um, Alex Cobb. Uh, We need five. Uh, Darvish is getting lit up, so I'm pretty happy that the first sentence in the starting rotation last night was I feel like I'm going to be underweight to the field on Darvish. I certainly was. I didn't get a lot else right necessarily as far as my stacks, but Darvish is just getting smacked early.
0: All right, got to ask you two more questions before we head out. Playing games are going on tomorrow. You got the Hornets and the Hawks. And you got the Spurs and the Pelicans. Who wins these two games?
1: I got the Pelicans in that one. Um, They've quietly played, like, really good defense since the trade deadline. Um, Not really what you expect when C.J. McCollum enters your rotation. But things have been clicking for them pretty well. Um, And then I got the Hawks. Uh, The Hornets are fun. They're exciting. No John Collins hurts uh, the, the Hawks, but they've been surviving without them. And in games like this, when it's kind of close, I just default to the best player. And that's still Trey Young in that game.
0: Crazy that we're talking about the Pelicans, man. Like that team was so washed early. And it's like you just molded a team of like all misfits who couldn't do things right on their teams at one point in time. And now they're all mashed together and they're playing good basketball together. So interesting to see that. Brooklyn had a slight scare, but they're going to. You know, I guess move forward or, or however these these playing games go. Yeah, they're, but interesting they're NBA. Yeah, they're set up pretty nicely.
1: KD, Kyrie can carry that team. You just you saw you saw the whole Brooklyn experience tonight because you saw why some people are like these guys aren't getting past the Celtics. They're going to get losing five games, but then like okay, it it comes to nut crunching time. Here comes Kevin Durant. <laughs> they need buckets. Bang, bang. You look up and Brooklyn's back up by double digits. Like. That's yeah. why no. That's why people can't quit the Nets, man. Because when it gets close, Kevin Durant has that ball. It just feels like every he, shot's going in, and if he misses, he, Kyrie's going to bang home a three. Like it's just ridiculous.
0: Durant is unguardable, man. He really is. is. Un, I feel bad for people who try to like. He just he's unguardable. If he just had the supporting cast and some defense, and Drummond's doing his thing too. Nice little pick up there. Who knows what happens to Ben Simmons? That honestly might be the missing piece for them to actually make a real run. They do need some defense on that team. So if he can do anything, just play some defense, that could help that team a lot. But make sure you oh, check us out at Winn-Daily nice Sports. Tonight. Claxton, that's Ghost that's so Boy. I know he's a
1: big – Yeah. Speedy Claxon season, man. He had, a, he had a nice game tonight.
0: Yeah, look, then that's, they're going to need these role players to step up, man. They definitely 100%. are. We'll be back. We'll be back tomorrow. Everybody, I hope you finish your slates off nicely. You hit your props. Make sure if you want to hit some props, you know, you make sure you read Adam's article. But hop in that expert chat. That's where we give all our plays out from the time we wake up until these slates locks. We have an early slate tomorrow. So hop in our expert chat on Discord to search Wynn Sports. Go to WinDailySports.com. We will get out of here. Hopefully everybody's going to be cashing tonight and then cash again tomorrow with some NBA and some MLB and also check out our our golf show. We just finished our golf show earlier today. You can go check that out on our YouTube page as well. So we were out of here. Everybody have a good rest of your night.